Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today, and uh, boy, if we got a lot to get to, I'm going to try to get it all in. I may or may not. Um, I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I, uh, as some of you, most of you probably know from things I've talked about in my, my well, my background back here. Uh, I'm a musician, and so I spent my weekend involved with Music Friday. I went out and supported a show, a friend of mine's band, um, a good friend, actually, who has helped out a lot with the Nun Report here as a, as a kind of a part-time producer dude. Went and supported his band on Friday night, and then Saturday night, my band had a show down in Seattle at a pretty iconic venue, and we sold it out, which was great. It's always fun to play, but it's even funner to play when you have a full house of people that are singing along to every song that you're playing. And so that's what I did. I had a, I had a wonderfully musical weekend when I was home. I just spent time, oh, basically resting. You know, I didn't do a whole lot. I, I just kind of, uh, did my thing and, and, and chilled and, and then, uh, spent my nights, uh, spent my nights doing rock and roll. And so it was fun. I hope that you guys had a great one. I did spend some time with my dogs. I always try to spend time with my dogs. And um, anyway, we're going to get right along here. Hey, uh, if, if you haven't yet, and and I, and I would really appreciate it if you would, follow me on rumble.com slash the nun report because, it, look, us conservatives, we need to stick together. If we're going to uh, support, we should be supporting each other. And what I'm trying to do here is just get the message out to more people. The more people that follow the channel, the more people that subscribe, then the more natural and generic exposure it's going to get. And I really appreciate it if you would. Uh, I'm also on all the socials at the Nun Report. You can follow me there on Twitter, Facebook, and wherever else. Um, also, all the podcast channels, the same thing at the Nun Report on Apple, Google. You know, if you can't watch the video, you know, just Apple, Google, Spotify, um, wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts at, you can find me on there at the Nun Report. But again, it's rumble.com slash the Nun Report is where you can find the full meal deal with the video and all of that. This weekend, Biden, they decided to put him out on the world stage again in front of people, like in front of the world even, at an important event. <sighs> Man, why can't they put a lid on that guy when he's going to do that? I mean, say he has the flu or say, I mean, they'd be better off just locking him up in his basement and and not doing that and letting him go out and make an embarrassment of himself and by reflection, the United States of America. Man, they are laughing at us. Uh, America looks weak, but the G7... Uh, conference was this week over in Japan in Hiroshima. And uh, let's just say that Biden did and performed pretty much how you would expect Biden to perform horribly. And when he wasn't making gaffes, when he wasn't trying to fall downstairs, when he wasn't, when he didn't know which way, uh, which direction to go when a photo op was done or to walk off the stage, then he was lying. Like he always does. He's lying, Biden, China, Joe. That's what he does. He lies, and then he lies some more. And then he lies to cover up the lie that he lied about. And it's just what he does. So the debt ceiling, of course, you know, we're heading toward an Armageddon. I mean, man, it's the Republicans' fault. They're horrible. The Republicans are the only ones who passed a bill, though, that Schumer refuses to take up. He refuses to take it up in the Senate and then amend it and send it back to the House. You know, the normal legislative process. Oh, no, 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 no. And then you have Biden threatening... Well, I think I could use the 14th Amendment. Dude, you don't even know. You're a freaking idiot, all right? You're a potato head. You're Swiss cheese for brains. You don't even belong in the office. And the fact that he's thinking about running again, or is running again, apparently, is abhorrent. And most Americans think so. 60% think that he should not run again. Almost 70% think that his age is affecting his performance and that he's not fit for office. That includes independents and Democrats, by the way. But he's going to do it. And um, the trans people, you know, man, it keeps going over. We have high school story I'm going to try to get to where in, in California, a high school, a male athlete has now run against a female athlete and eliminated her from the possibility of competing in the state championship. So good for you. Yeah, you beat a girl. Yeah. You go, guy. Good grief. What is this world coming to? And AACP has issued a travel advisory. Don't travel to Florida because they don't like black people. Black people don't go there because Florida is violent toward you. <laughs> Talk about a worthless organization. Trump 
Trump's uh, platform is basically leaked out and his plan on what he would do, what he will do when he becomes the 47th president of the United States. And Ukraine, of course, we're sending them more money because why wouldn't we? They get their weekly allowance. <laughs> Just to have another cool $375 million, some F-16s. You know, it's all good. It's all good. All right, so let's get going along, man. I'm going to show you some videos. I'm going to show you some receipts for what I'm talking about. Let me uh, let me grab my pen here because I just threw my other one on the floor. Sometimes I make notes. So Biden arrives in Japan, and this is this is this was well. This is what he did. He doesn't he doesn't do stairs well. They need they really need to have a. Uh, Somebody with this guy. Man, he almost fell down a set of concrete steps. And I, you might have seen some of these clips because these did not come over the weekend. This is when the, he first got over there for the G7 meeting. But I kind of want to go through it in chronological order. And this is the one where, so they're doing the photo op like they always do at the G7 where they all stand there in a line and smile and look good and important and pretty. And, um, and, and I tell you what, anytime Biden is in front of a camera or on a podium or on a stage, and I've said it before, he's got a 50-50 chance of going the right direction. They tell him which way he's supposed to go before this happens. They, they, he has instructions, but the guy can't remember because it goes in one sweet cheese hole and out the other. Hey, he's just worthless. But watch this. He he doesn't even know which way to go. Are we going that way? We're going, we're going this way? God, oh man, and it, it gets better. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I, I could show you all kinds of things that that they're horrible and, and disturbing, and I'll show you some of them for certain. Uh, this is this is what is important at the G7, according to uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The other major element that the leaders will talk about today is how to ensure we're fully aligned around uh, the need to deliver bold action to accelerate the clean energy transition. The need to, to deliver bold action. What is the freaking need? And at what cost? At the cost of people's livelihoods? At the cost of uh, national sovereignty? At the, at the cost of uh, stability and energy independence? Bold action. See, these, these, these elite political pricks, it's not going to affect them at all. They're still going to travel around the world in their jets and driving their motorcades and their limousines that are powered by fuel, you know, the good stuff. But the rest of us are expected to pay the price because the transition to the great new green economy, because the climate is dying and the earth is going to go to hell if we don't do some BS. There is nothing going on in this, this whole climate scam. It's nothing but another massive transfer of wealth. They've been doing it for decades. And you cannot show me any scientific evidence that says the earth is going to end in 12 years if we don't all switch over to solar and wind and drive electric cars. And Can't show me a single piece. But it doesn't matter because that's the cool thing to do. Biden had a few key words to say. But before he could say them, he had to whip out his handy-dandy uh, note card so he could look at his notes to remember what he was supposed to say. Which brings me to this. Moving right along. I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. South Korea's president is Yoon, with a Y, Yoon. Not Loon. He's not a Loon. You're the loon, Biden. Imagine, I mean, God, our president went up on the world stage and couldn't even pronounce the president, not just another diplomat, not, not you know, somebody, but the president, the like the leader of another country who's part of the G7, could not even pronounce his name. How do you do that? Well, 
if you live in Biden's bubble, I guess I guess it's pretty easy to do because they do it all the time. Check this one out. And what's going on now is the look, look at the meeting we had here today, uh, uh, today and yesterday of the Quad. Did, I, I bet you, I would maybe some of you thought it, but I doubt many many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan, and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean. And the South. Next thing you know, he's going to say that he secured the border. Oh, wait, that was Trump. Because guess what? In 2017, the Quad was reinstituted and it was under the Trump administration that did it. Biden had nothing to do with it. Nothing. And he's up there saying, just think, in two years since I became president, no one would have believed that I would have gotten these, these countries, these four countries together. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even in office. And he gets up there on, and it makes just these absurd, absurd claims. I got a couple more for you. And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're, uh, in terms of uh, taxes, that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything for the, the global warming bill. Anyway, I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years, the deficit that we uh, were were accumulating. And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made $400 billion or $40 billion, $400 billion. All right. Was it 40 or was it 400? Was it 1.2 trillion or was it 4 trillion? Was it, oh, first of all, you've never balanced the budget. Not once. The debt has gone up every single year, which means the budget is not balanced because you're adding to our debt every, and you know how these come up, they come up with these numbers. You know how they come up with these numbers? Because they're projected out 10 years. Well, our plan is in 10 years. We haven't seen a damn thing yet. Nothing, no benefit whatsoever. But they say, oh, but it takes time. Everything, because they backload everything. Nothing comes on the front end. The only thing that comes on the front end are your tax dollars. That's the only thing that comes on the front end. All the savings are supposed to happen on the back end, but guess what? They never happen ever. And they're not going to happen again. But that's how they come up with these bogus numbers. They try to project things out to the end of their their 10-year budget and say that, well, this is what it's going to be then, which is complete crap. Complete crap. At least he finally called it his global warming bill. <laughs> Notice that? He said, well, you know, we balance the budget. And, we, you know, we passed a global warming bill. Oh, I'm, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> and then he caught himself. The Inflation Reduction Act. That's what he's talking about. Except this time he actually called it what it was. His, his, his uh, green, you know, the, the Green New Deal light is what it was. It was, you know, his global warming bill. But I thought it wasn't called global warming anymore. I thought it was called climate change. But he's so goddamn old. He's been in there forever saying the same things forever. He was back talking about acid rain. He's been a politician for so damn long. He can't even get the, the, the current terminology right, man. Dude, it's not global warming anymore. That's, that's old news. It's climate change, man. You know, weather, the stuff that happens all the time and always has and always will. Mm-hmm. All right. Do I dare go on? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Of course, no one will blame me. I know you won't. You'll be saying Biden did a wonderful job. I, I, I know you. What an asshole. On the merits, based on what I've offered, I would be blameless. On the politics of it, no one will be blameless. And by the way, that's one of the, that's one of the things that some are, are contemplating. I actually had, well, I've got to be careful here. Oh, be careful. <laughs> Don't say anything you're not supposed to say. some MAGA Republicans in the House who know the damage that it would do to the economy. I would be blameless, Mr. We will not negotiate on the debt. I'll be blameless. 
Mm. All right, a couple more, and then we'll move on. I mean, I think you get the point. This guy is an absolute joke, uh, and he, he lies. He cannot – this person – and I lose that ter- use that term very, very loosely because I think he's pretty much not even a person anymore. I think he's a demon. Um, he can't tell the truth. He's a complete liar. Are Republicans negotiating in good faith? Here he is being an asshole again. This, this goes in stages. Watch. I've been in these negotiations before. It started off... Shush up, okay? Thank you. Shush up. Shush up, Okay. What a demeaning, bullying prick. And he always has been. That's why he's a braggart. That's why he is constantly bragging about things he's never done, you know, like being a university at the, uh, or a professor at the University of Pennsylvania for four years when he never taught a single class but got a million dollars for doing jack shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's just, you know, I mean, you know all the examples, man. I talk about them all the time. He likes to brag about all the things that he's never done. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in one more clip, and then we're gonna move on to the uh, to the next topic here. Actually, oh, maybe that 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 clip actually is the beginning of the next topic. Okay, so before we move there, I want to bring up uh, something for for those of you in Washington State. Um, I want you to check this out. Okay, if you're here in Washington State, you got an opportunity to have a a great uh, it, it's a cool estate. It's on a it's on a very nice, exclusive lake in Washington. It, it's it's a I guess some would call it a mansion, but it's a very nice property. There's going to be fire dancers, but you have the opportunity to meet with and chat with, have cocktails and dinner with Matt Gates and Joe Kent. It's the it's the gala dinner. It's it's a it's a Gatsby uh, theme thing. So you know, dressing your in your best twenties wear. And tickets are on sale at JoeKentForCongress.com slash Gates. So make sure that you, you, you check it out. I mean, there, there, there are all kinds of donation levels to get in, okay, from, you know, from pretty much something that everybody can afford to those who really want to make a difference and help donate to the campaigns of Joe Kent and Matt Gates. This is something that you want to be a part of. If you've ever wanted to, like, sit down, if you want to get a picture, shake a hand with these guys and actually be able to communicate with them in an intimate setting, Ask a few questions that are important to you, all right? This is where to do it. These are two America First patriots that you really want to have. I've had a chance to meet both of them. They're amazing people. They're spot on on their politics and their policies, and they have an excellent way of communicating and articulating. You know what? They're very real. You could just sit down. You could talk with them face-to-face, and there's, there's there's no BS there. It's just person to person having a seat. And guess what? Hey, yours truly will be the MC for the night. So, Anyway, hey, check it out. July 1st, mark your calendars. If you're in Washington State, make sure to check it out. JoeCampForCongress.com slash Gates is where you can find information on the tickets for the event. Okay? The debt ceiling. This is how, isn't this how you start a negotiation? This is how, I mean, they, they know the debt ceiling is always in negotiation, and this is how you start a, a good faith negotiation, we right? We will not be... Uh be doing any negotiation over the debt ceiling. The president's not been going to negotiate around the full faith and credit of the United States. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. I don't know what there's much to negotiate. We're not going to negotiate over uh, over, over avoiding default. Mm-hmm. Mayor McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. Okay. Well, they are going to negotiate. And they're trying to not do that. I mean... Th- th- I, I hate what United States politics has become in a lot of ways. I, what Congress has become, that the fact that uh, you know negotiation seems to be a thing of the past. It's everybody digs their feet in and whatnot. On this particular issue, though, the American people agree that the spending needs to come to a stop. It needs to slow down. We cannot continue to spend our way out of a recession. We are in a recession. Probably going to be another one coming up soon. So you can't spend your way out of it, and you cannot force people into technologies that don't yet exist, such as green energy at the cost of everybody. I mean, price of housing is up, rent is up, food is up, gas is up, inflation is still way, way high. Real wages 
what you're earning now for 24 months straight has been negative. You're making less money now. Oh, you might be making more per hour or more annual salary. But when you factor in the cost of living and inflation, you're making less. So if it seems like your money's not going as far as it used to, it's because it's not. It's because it's not. So the spending needs to stop. And the Republicans have a reasonable offer out. They passed, they actually passed a bill in the House. The Senate refuses to take it up because Schumer, and they, they, they think that they can just act as dictators because no one's held them accountable. No one's, there's been no consequences for their illegal actions that they've taken since 2016 when they tried, when they did steal an election. Okay. When the FBI and the intelligence community colluded on the Russian collusion hoax, and then they stymied a president, a duly elected president for four years, two impeachments. All of it was a scam. All of it. These people belong in prison. Will they ever face that? No, no, no. But hopefully they can suffer some political damage, and they should. There needs to be some sort of accountability. But their 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 refusal to even take up the, the House-passed bill to increase the debt limit with reasonable spending cuts, not a lot, but reasonable spending cuts, is ridiculous. They won't even take it up and then you know, amend it and send it back to the house. They just refuse to even look at it because as I showed you at the beginning of the segment, they said, we will not negotiate. And that's a heck of a way to negotiate, isn't it? So Biden thinks that he can call up the 14th amendment. Now there's a uh, section four of the 14th amendment is um, something that has been looked at in the past for presidents to act like Kings and decide that they can just Spend as much as they want, regardless of what the laws are or what Congress says. The fact is that they can't. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you how. So President Biden on Sunday said he believes he has the authority to unilaterally address the debt ceiling. So, yeah, screw Congress, screw you. Uh, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want, and I'm going to raise the debt ceiling because I am King Biden. But the nation can still default if he pursued using the 14th Amendment. Anyway, he says, I'm looking at the 14th Amendment as to whether or not we have the authority. I think we have the authority, Biden said during a press conference at the G7 in Hiroshima, Japan. The question is, could it be done and invoked in time that it would not be appealed and as a consequence pass a date in question and still default on the debt? That's a question that I think is unresolved. The 14th Amendment, all right, section four, um, no, you cannot unilaterally raise the debt ceiling. Even your father, Barack Obama, says that you cannot do that. And so you might want to check, you might want to check with your boss. What is the 14th Amendment? I've had people ask me. Um, the 14th Amendment, section four, this is the one that refers to the debt and the one that they're talking about. The validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law. Key. Everything else after this, all right? And a lot of people, I've watched a lot of, of pundits and, and podcasters talk on this, and no one's really brought this up exactly. The validity of the public debt of the United States as authorized by law. We'll come back to that. Including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion. They talked about the Civil War at that point. Shall not be questions, but neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of any slave. But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. Okay. Who passes law? Who passes laws in this country? Does the president create laws in this country? Is that how our system of government works? I think that even the most staunch, hardened, extreme commie Democrat can agree that the president does not make law in the United States of America. Congress passes laws. Remember the, the I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. You have to be old like me to get that. There's some cartoons back on the day when we only had three channels on television. That was one of the, one of the ones, but we have a process 
of government where Congress creates law. It's passed by both branches of Congress, and then it goes to the executive branch for signature or veto where it's sent back to the Congress. Everybody understands this. This is Civics 101. This is not in dispute. The very opening of the Section 4 of the 14th Amendment says, by law, end of case. End of case. Every other argument is invalid. You cannot just arbitrarily raise the debt ceiling based on uh, the fact that you think that it should be and because you're, you're some sort of dictator. And even Barack Hussein and Hussein, that should have been our first clue that he was a treasonous bastard to the United States. But even he agrees. Check this out. Now, the gentleman asked about the 14th Amendment. This is back in, is, when he was president. Uh, there's a provision in our Constitution that speaks to making sure that the United States meets its obligations. And there have been some suggestions that a president could use that language to basically ignore this debt ceiling rule, which is a statutory rule. It's not a constitutional rule. Um, I have talked to my lawyers. Statutory meaning law. uh, They they do not... they are not persuaded that that is a winning argument. Uh, so the challenge for me is to make sure that we do not default. Because it's a statutory rule. That means law, okay? And the president does not make law. You know, I, all right. Obama was horrible. Obama set so many things back in this country, decades, including race relations, one of his hugest failures ever as a first black president. He really could have done some good there. And instead, he did irreparable harm because of his thirst for power and control. But I will get, I will say this about him. At least he did have some lines. He did have, as extreme as he was and as much damage as he did, on certain things, he understood the legalities and the reasons for not doing it. He didn't, didn't just dash roughshod through government and say, I am king, I can do whatever you, I want. He did to some extent. I mean, he, he, he's the guy who started the whole executive order binge show that all presidents are doing nowadays. But he did have some lines. And uh, I don't know if they were ethical lines or if he just thought he couldn't get away with it. And so he stood, he, you know, he held the line. But at any rate, he did have he did have some things that he wouldn't that he wouldn't go beyond, right? And it's not just Obama that says that. I mean, the Fourteenth Amendment it's a, it's a no go. There's no way. And the, re- the reason he says, well, it might get stuck up in appeal because it would. It's illegal. You cannot do that. The president does not have the authority to establish law. Ted Cruz does a pretty good job you of explaining it. You are a constitutional it. scholar. Yeah. I've seen you argue cases at the Supreme Court. You know this in and out. Today you heard what Peter Ducey just played, the president, that soundbite where he said, I think we have the authority to use it. Essentially, the president is looking at something that would allow him to go around Congress. He's not the only one. Uh, not surprisingly, somebody you disagree with quite a bit from time to time, your former Harvard Law professor, Lawrence Tribe, talking to the Harvard Gazette, said this, Once Congress has authorized the executive branch to spend money directed where and how it is to be spent and appropriated the money, there's no question, given Section 4 of the 14th Amendment, which says public debt has to be paid, that the federal government must somehow pay those to whom its promises have been made pursuant to the law. Your Democratic colleague, Bernie Sanders, among many others, signed on to a letter this week, including with our next guest. It said He said it's unambiguous the president has that power. You heard the president say it this morning, too. Well, listen, I I think Biden's position on the 14th Amendment is legally frivolous. By the way, someone else who agreed with that was Barack Obama. The left tried to convince Obama to do this, and Obama said, no, you can't do this under the Constitution, under the terms of the Constitution. That's a provision that was put in place to say that we're going to pay our civil war debts. It it refers to the civil war that we had just fought and paying those war debts off. And, And by the way, tribe's position doesn't hold water either. As I said, Joe Biden can ensure that we don't default on the debt. He has ample authority to do that and to do that right now by saying we're going to pay the interest on the debt. What they want is not to pay the interest on the debt. What they want to do is they want to pay the $6 trillion in other... Yeah, so understand that. And that's important. We have the money to continue paying our bills. 
That's not the issue. We can pay the interest. We have, remember, revenue is not stopping. We still have a ton of revenue coming in. Okay. And, uh, it's not, it's, it's not that we don't, um, we're not just suddenly out of money and nobody's going to get paid. Okay. So we can continue. The only way that we, that, that, that people do not get paid. The only way that, that, uh, you know, benefits don't get paid in the military and government employees and our debts and all that. The only way that doesn't get paid is if Biden specifically directs branches or, or, or agencies to not pay them. That's the only way it happens. So the only way things don't get paid is if Biden says don't pay them. But he has a good proposal in front of him. He has a good bill in front of him, a reasonable bill in front of him from the House that they passed. And uh, all he has to do is is tell uh, Schumer in the Senate to take a look at it, offer some amendments, send it back. But we're running out. We are running out of time. The American people, by the way, agree that. Uh, most want the debt limit increase to include deficit reduction. We can't continue to spend like drunken sailors, okay? So increase the debt limit without conditions. Overall, only 19% want to do that. 6% Republican and 34% Democrat. Increase the debt limit only if lawmakers include reductions in the deficit. 63% of Democrats his own party, 71% of Republican, or excuse me, 63% overall, okay? 58% Democrat, his own party, 71% Republican. Don't increase the debt limit. And this is, this, this is one that surprised me. Don't increase it at all. Don't increase it. 16% overall, that's a pretty high number considering the, the ramifications. 23% Republican, 7% Democrats. This poll is, is very telling. Biden does not have a lot of support within his own party, even his policies. The only policies, the only people supporting his policies uh, staunchly are the, are the extreme commie Democrats on the very far left. He, he's catering to the extreme end of the party, the very few, and ignoring everybody else. But we shouldn't have expected any less. He's actually been that way his entire career. And he uh, he was that way with Obama, too. So, um, again, uh, July 1st, check the date. We got uh, <clears throat> a big event coming up here in Washington State. If you're in Washington, go to joekentforcongress.com slash gates and make sure that you uh, check out the event that's going on there. You have a chance to meet personally, shake hands, get pictures with, ask questions of. To America first patriots right here in Matt Gates and Joe Kent. Make sure you check it out. There are uh, there are donation levels for entry at all price levels. Okay. You don't need to be rich to attend this. So just at least check it out. At least check it out. Okay. Um, also make sure you follow me on rumble.com slash the nun report. This is where you can see everything. I'm also on all the socials, all the podcast channels at the nun report or on my website, the You can link into everything right there. I'm saying this because it's important that we support each other as patriots. I'd really love it. If you support me, when you support me on rumble and on the podcast channels and socials, what it does is it, it gets. The, the generic exposure out there further. And as patriots, we should want to support others so that so that the word gets out, so that the exposure gets out more and more on the America per, First platform, whether it's via video or podcast or on social media. Anyway, that's my shameless self-promotion mid-show right there. There is some good news. President Trump is going to be elected again. And these are some of the things that he wants to do. Housing. Eliminate the Obama-era rule that requires cities and local governments to address residential segregation. In other words, everybody is equal. Everybody has the same opportunity. Everybody has the same possibilities. And we're not going to destroy, you know, we're not going to, uh, uh, we're not going to be racist. <laughs> you know, we're not going to segregate people based on race, on who gets government grants and not. Uh, cities and housing. Uh, quantum leap revolutionary America. In baby bonuses. I like this part. Baby bonuses to create new baby boom. So those that, that have kids will get tax credits more than they are now. So that, because we need to, we need to have kids, man. We, we can't, 
the population will eventually die out. The, the, the birth rate right now is below what it needs to be to even survive as human beings, okay? It's, it's a big deal. We don't need to reduce population. We need to increase it. Um, and, and the desire of new freedom cities, you know, I, I need to see more details on that. Uh, I want to see where that's coming from. Um, guns. Trump wants a national concealed carry reciprocity. So if you have a permit in Washington or Indiana or New York, wherever, um, that it's good throughout the entire country. Cause you know what? Really the only permit we need to carry is the second amendment. That's the national permit right there. And all these States have all these different rules and all these different requirements. No, there needs to be a, the, 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 the right to keep and bear arms is a federal. It's a constitutional right. It's not a state's right issue. This is not a state. All these states out there making their own laws, making their own requirements, making their own uh, AR bans and, and, and high-capacity magazine bans, age limits, all that BS. It's unconstitutional. Okay? This is not a state's right issue. This is a con- federal constitutional issue. And... Um, Anyway, it would allow people with a concealed carry permit in their home state to have that privilege anywhere else. Meaning if I have a concealed, if I have a CPL, concealed pistol permit in Washington state, which I do proudly have, I would be able to carry anywhere in the country. Uh, He's vowing to get rid of the Marxist prosecutors. (laughs) <laughs> and create an auditing system to monitor U.S. intelligence agencies to ensure they are not spying on our citizens. Definitely get rid of the Marxist prosecutors. Some of them are after him, right? Gender issues. He wants the Department of Justice to investigate Big Pharma and the Big Hospital Network to determine whether they have deliberately covered up the long-term side effects of sex transitions. He also wants to boot hospitals or providers from Medicaid and Medicare if they offer gender-affirming care i.e. mutilating children. If you do that, you you get no, 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 no federal Medicare, no Medicaid. Nope, not a dime. Don't do it. Crime. He wants to use the U.S. military to go after drug cartels and street crime. Baby, I'm with you 100%. I've been preaching, taking the military and making, uh, doing, doing you know operations inside of Mexico to target the cartels in coordination with the Mexican government if they want to be part of it, uh, without them if they don't. it is in, This is a direct threat, unlike Ukraine. This is a direct threat to the United States and the security of the United States of America. The the fentanyl coming into this border, killing, killing over 80,000 people a year. And this material comes from China, and it flows up into the United States from the cartels in Mexico, and they need to be taken out. They need their, distri- their, their distribution, their manufacturing, and the families, the leaders, the heads. Cut off the head. I agree with that 100%. And finally, the last part of his plan, the federal workforce. He wants to give the president the authority to hire and fire federal workers at will. Not a new idea, but now part of a broad effort to clean out investigators and officials he sees as disloyal or who have questions. You know, even uh, Axios, extreme, you know, kind of a liberal rag, they say that, you know, the president, all these things here, as, as, as wild as some people think they may be, the president is on sound legal ground and does have the authority to do these things. So, so get ready because it's coming. Payback's coming to these assholes. All right. He's going to go in there and be a nuclear <laughs> bolt to all these people. Clean house. Get rid of them. Education. As part of a sweeping plan for the federal government the, to exert more control of education, Trump wants to fire radical left officials who accredit universities, reward schools that abolish tenure for teachers, eliminate many college administrators, and remove diversity, equity, and exclusion programs. The end of that is very important. There should be no discrimination whatsoever. If the Constitution is applied correctly, there are no special classes. All men are created equal. All. 
And for you whack jobs out there or liberals that might be watching, men means mankind, as in everybody, includes women too, includes gay people. Everyone, we don't need protected classes, all right? Law enforcement, intelligence, Trump, who's facing a range of criminal charges, no doubt, thanks to the extreme commie Democrats and Marxist prosecutors, said that he was indicted in New York that he wanted to defund the Justice Department and the FBI. He should. They're corrupt. They're FUBAR. That means effed up beyond repair for those of you who aren't in that vernacular at some point in your life. That might have been an exaggeration, but Trump does want his brand of politics to reshape the Justice Department and the U.S. intelligence community as it should. So there's good news. We have good news coming up. Trump is going to get elected. He's the only man who can fix this. We're going to have tons of people in the primary, and that's great, man. It it creates, it keeps the press focused on the issues. It keeps the press focused on uh, the conservative message and the Republican message because the Democrats aren't going to have a primary, we don't think. And so great. Republicans and conservatives and, and America First candidates get to be front and center for the entire primary season. Get our ideas out there. They're, most of them have a lot of good ideas. America is going to be exposed to them. They're going to compare them to Trump, uh, Biden, and they're going to go, are we better off now than we were when Biden took office? And the answer, unequivocally, is no. I can't see how anybody can say they're better off unless you're uh, involved in big pharma or the defense industry. Moving along, we're going to take a look at uh, this issue down in California. This popped up over the weekend, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit because it's something that's been a kind of a theme on my show uh, fairly regularly, and that is the uh, you know trans dudes pretending that they're women competing in women's sports, or in this case, girls' sports. This is High school. High school in California. Unhappy at the finish line. Would that be an unhappy ending? California high school athlete gives a big thumbs down after being pushed out of state finals by trans runner as parents clash with protesters. So here's the story. Adeline Johnson of Branson High School took fourth place during a recent meet in California. Adeline Johnson is a female and has been her entire life. Okay. Video showed the team giving a thumbs down after losing to a trans athlete. That's a dude, Athena Ryan, who pushed her out of the running for state title. Athena John Ryan, he used to be, uh, he used to compete with dudes two years ago because he is a guy. He, he has a penis. Okay. He, ha- he has two things and a penis. He's a guy. Prosecutors also attended, or excuse me, protesters also attended the event carrying signs that read, protect female sports and clash with security at the meet. Some of them were kicked out simply for carrying signs that supported female athletes at a female track event that a dude decided to compete in. Now, this is where it gets really bad, and this is what I take exception with. It was the same thing with the with the the swim meet, and you know that was Penn State, yeah, the, the college swim meet. So you're stopping females who have worked hard to get to where they're at from placing in positions where they can advance to the next level. So it's not even if they're not winning, like Leah Thomas <laughs> took that event. Even if you're not doing that. You're, you're taking a spot from somebody else. So high school athlete Adeline Johnson gives a big thumbs down after being pushed out of the state finals by trans runner Athena Ryan. Athena Ryan is in the green, okay? That's the dude. And Adeline Johnson is in the blue. And you can see she's putting a thumbs down because she's standing on the fourth place podium while Athena is standing on the second place. Now, this is important because Without Athena in the competition taking second place, Adeline would have taken third and qualified to compete in the state finals. But because this dude can't compete with other dudes, he went out there to run against women and eliminated women, girls, 
and eliminated a girl from going to the state finals and competing there. So she took fourth place, losing a trans athlete, Athena Ryan, who finished second, pushing her out of the state title run and check it out. Now, this is what's sad. See who gets the largest cheer here. Keep in mind, this is a girls' track meet. So the loudest cheers of everybody that was presented a medal one through six was for the boy. I wonder how he feels. You know, beating women. Well, why don't we ask him? Check this out. This is him. To kind of realize, uh, you know, something everybody wants to do. Everybody's goal is always, you know, if we get to the state state finals that would be great what, what does that what does that mean just to know that you're going to have that chance to one compete there and another you know who knows what happens you know, who knows what happens I mean it's it's definitely so cool it's I never thought I'd get to this point when I started uh, a couple of years ago yeah I never thought I'd get to this point when I was competing with boys but now that he's competing against girls I guess he's I guess he's at that point anyway let's continue no. Like three miles. I'm never gonna run that. Now as a boy. States, and it's just, it's kind of surreal looking back on it, and it's just so cool. And I'm, I'm kind of just very proud of myself for being able to work through it every day and get to this point. You're proud of yourself for pretending to be a girl and beating girls in a girl's sport. That's pathetic, dude. You know what's pathetic? Is you're a dude and you still came in second. You got beat by a girl. But what's sad, besides you, and besides your parents who should be getting you mental help, is that a young girl was eliminated from her dream of competing in the state finals because you, a boy, could not compete in your own gender, so you pretended to be a girl and knocked her out. Pathetic. These people are pathetic. This is a mental issue. This is insanity. This is ridiculous. Okay, moving on. Let's check out Ukraine. We're going to do a little little update here on Ukraine before we wrap it up. There was this very bizarre admission from the Pentagon this week uh, of an accounting error uh, that suggested that the U.S. has at least $3 billion that it didn't know it had that it can use for Ukraine aid. That's a hell of an accounting error. Um, and it provides a lot of fodder to critics of U.S. aid to Ukraine and critics who say there's not enough oversight going on. Um, are you concerned about this accounting error? Well, one thing I just want to make clear, that is not money that went out the, dis the door and disappeared. That is not uh, a waste of that $3 billion. It is simply a tally of how much military equipment we have given them. And the way that the Pentagon was counting it was, what's the replacement cost for the equipment we provide, rather than just the actual cost of that equipment? Once you make that adjustment... So, so we're giving them used equipment... They were going to have to pay replacement value for, but they're only tallying it at the used equipment price. So it's basically saying, Hey, I just, I'm going to give my used car to somebody that's only worth $5,000. And that's what I'm going to say it's worth. But in order to, re but I have to replace that because, you know, I need to have a car. So I'm going to buy a $10,000 car. You see what they're doing? Hey, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, don't worry because we're going to give them more money. President Biden tweeted this yesterday. Mr. Mr. President, and he's addressing Zelensky. 
What the people of Ukraine are defending and what you've achieved is a matter for the entire world to observe. I speak for America when I say that we're in awe of what you have done so far. Are we in awe? Are you in awe, America? Are you in awe of Zelensky? Are you in awe that we sent $150 billion over there to fight a proxy war against Russia and lining the pockets of the military-industrial complex in the United States? Are you in awe? I'm like in oh shit mode, not awe mode. Unbelievable. We're not protecting democracy. There's no national security interest over there. Ukraine isn't even a democracy. We're supporting a man who has banned the opposition party, a man who has banned the Ukraine Orthodox Church, a man who has banned free press and only allows state media. Does that sound like a free country or a democracy that we should be defending? And just because I say that, and just because I believe that, does not mean I support Russia or Putin. What they've done invading another country is wrong. There's no doubt about it. But the fact is, it poses no national security interest to the United States. And we shouldn't be pretending that it does. What's interesting is he said that, uh, you know, we will continue to support you no matter what, and we're going to put more sanctions on you. But that's one of the things he said, is, is we're going to put more uh, more sanctions on on, uh, oh, wait, here, let me, let me play that clip here for you real quick. Check it out. Well, Mr. President, it's good to be here with you and your colleagues. Thanks for making the trip to uh, Japan and uh, your, the brave people of Ukraine, led by you and your colleagues who are just a marvel to the rest of the world. I'm sure everywhere you go, you've gotten that response. It's absolutely astounding. And uh, the brutality with which Putin is conducting this full-blown assault is just, I don't think even three years ago anybody would have thought it could be anything like this. No one thought you would be president either. continues to do all we can to strengthen Ukraine's ability to defend itself, including launching some new joint efforts with our partners to train Ukrainian pilots on fourth-generation fighter aircraft like the F-16. And uh, this week, uh, the G-7 also uh, posed Hundreds of new sanctions and uh, export. More sanctions on Russia. How good have those worked? First of all, we gave, we're giving Ukraine their weekly allowance of $375 million U.S. dollars tax dollars. We're also going to train them to, to, to fly F-16s and then I assume give them to them. Also more U.S. tax dollars gone. But we've also, he says, the G7 has agreed on 100 new sanctions. What have sanctions done so far to Russia? And who's the real Putin puppet? The U.S. sanctions on Russia have had the opposite purported effect, regardless of what politicians in Washington, D.C. continue to say on cable news. Russia's, since we, since this war started and since we put all these sanctions in place, Russia's central bank posted an account surplus in the first half of the year of more than $110 billion. The ruble is now the strongest it has been in close to a decade. And the nation is posting a massive trade surplus, billions of dollars higher than before special operations to retake Ukraine began. Russia's exports now exceed its imports, creating an inflow of domestic currency. The exact opposite is happening in the United States. We're going broke. We have more imports and exports no wonder entrenched Washington political elite and extreme commie Democrats want to distract the populace with the Russian menace. And if it was a world away from Ukraine. This, <laughs> Biden is the Putin puppet. And a slave to the U.S. military industrial complex. All we're doing is transferring massive wealth. Joe Kent, man, and again, if you get a chance to meet him, do, and ask him questions. He's very knowledgeable. He had 20 years as a special forces operator. It's Green Beret. He was also a field operator with the CIA for a while. He's been around. He knows how this stuff works. Regarding uh, funding for Ukraine, Joe Kent says, for as long as it takes, 
No talks of peace, just more money flowing to defense contractors and death in Ukraine. Oh, and moving us closer to World War III. None of this is in our national interest. This is all to prop up the scam that is the rules-based international order. Our elite need Russia to be the bad guy. This justifies us providing the world with security from Europe to the security of all sea shipping lanes if we focused on our security at home and use the abundant natural resources we are blessed with, we could provide for our own people. This would decouple us from China, onshore manufacturing, but that would end the elite's ability to access cheap labor and the end and in the military industrial complex and national security states constant expansion. We are being fleeced. Agree, one hundred percent, Joe. And uh Follow him on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, he, he has uh, some really good insight and some great, great information. And um, and, I, and I'm going to just say one last time, uh, if you want to check out uh, Joe Kent and you want a chance not to, just to check him out, but to meet him and to meet Matt Gates in person, ask them questions. You can have him. There's an open bar. There's going to be a buffet. There's appetizers, you know, different price levels, depending on what you do, appetizers, buffet, whatever. But everybody is going to get a chance to meet, interact with, and hear from two great America First patriots. And you can find out more information at joekentforcongress.com slash Gates. I want to make sure you do that. I want to make sure that everybody in Washington State and even those who might be able to travel to Washington State and support America first candidates. We got to get Joe Kent elected. Okay. We got to get him in there. All right. Because there's, there's a commie in there right now in district three in Washington. And I think we can, I think we can fix that. All right. Here's the none better take of the day. Uh, Biden is out there. They keep putting him out there on the world stage and he makes a fool of the United States. He went over to Japan. He told all sorts of lies. He couldn't even name names correctly. And he didn't know which way to go on or off stage because he's Swiss cheese for brains. We have a commander in chief who is turning America into a non world leader while Russia and China are taking over as the dominant powers of the world. And this needs to stop. We need to get Trump back in office. We need to make America right again. Okay. Or as a, yeah, maybe make him glory, maybe make it glorious again. And the, the, the whole, uh, the, the, the global warming thing, what he said, he basically admitted that, uh, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act was not that. It was it was a global warming bill. And I balanced the deficit and all that. I saw the videos. Man, I'm not going to go and do it too much. At least, you know, in, when he starts talking about the 14th Amendment, and we're talking about Section 4 of the 14th Amendment, where he thinks he can arbitrarily uh, raise the debt ceiling, he can't. The, the, the Section 4 specifically says law, that it has to be a law. All right. It's not something that a president can just arbitrarily do. Laws are not made by the president. Laws are made by Congress. We have a system of government that's worked very fine for 250 years, and I think we should continue using it. In fact, I think we should get back to how it was originally meant to be and follow the Constitution. In California, you have dudes in high school, in high school, beating out girls in track meets and disqualifying them from competing in state Girls that have worked their entire lives to get to where they're at, that have competed as hard as they can, only to get beat out by a dude who can't be competitive with boys, and so he tries to compete against girls. We're sending another $370 million to Ukraine. We're going to teach them how to fly our F-16 fire jets, and probably, I imagine we wouldn't be teaching them to fly them if we weren't going to give them to them as well. And all the while, while we're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine, Guess what? We, we can't even pay our own bills, and, and Biden's bitching about the debt ceiling. He's putting more sanctions on Russia, and so far that's backfired entirely, and Russia is doing better off now than they ever were because they're selling oil at extremely high prices. Man, they're making a lot of money, and they're dealing with their sales in the yuan from China And rightly so. And if, if the U.S. currency is replaced as an international currency, even partially, we are in big, big trouble, people. Big trouble. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. I hope, 
I hope you enjoyed the show. If you've just been watching uh, or listening, excuse me, on uh, renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, which is Apple or Spotify or Amazon, Google, I'm on all of them at The Nun Report. If you've just been listening, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash The Nun Report. It's important that as patriots that we support each other, that we, uh, you know, if you can support me, it's important. And here's why. The more followers there are and the more likes and more interaction you get on your channel, whether it's on Rumble or one of the podcast channels or social media, the more generic exposure it's going to get, thereby the more truth and more information gets out there to more people. So come on, do it. Just hit the follow button, hit the like button. It's right there underneath this video. If you're if you don't get a chance to watch video much, I'm on all the podcast channels. You can listen to me on your preferred one at the Nun Report. I'm on all the social medias at the Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop right there. You can click into everything. It's the easiest way to do it. Anyway, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.